Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancholic uh, joining us on this Monday afternoon. Good afternoon to Annalise. Good afternoon. And, and you are very welcome. Uh, Marie in Cove was on to us to, to say her body is completely hot at night time. She describes as being hot from the tip of her head to the tip of her toes. She finds it hard to sleep. Why is this? She was on HRT from 1985 and only came off it in the last year. Is that the answer to her question? I'd say that's probably it. Uh, Patricia, I'd say it is, you know, I mean, the hot flushes are different for different women. Some people get them at the daytime. Some people get them as night sweats. Some people just feel hotter all the time. And then some people get them in flashes and flushes. So, um, I would say that it probably is a hormonal thing. And I always think the sage is the best for the hot flushes and the night sweats. So she could take that as a supplement. You'll buy it in any health store. And uh, just, I think, you know, a lot of women take it and the hot flushes disappear and they forget and they stop taking the sage and then it comes back. And So I think just stay on it, you know, stay on it for at least six months to a year before you give it a break and hopefully you'll be over the worst of it then. But actually, I was just reading an article now this morning in the in uh, this paper about, um, you know, women with menopause. So the symptoms being so poorly understood really by doctors and uh, that a lot of women, when they become perimenopausal before their periods even stop, they can get very anxious. The sweats we know and most people will accept as a symptom, but very anxious and very low mood and losing libido, not just, you know, sexual libido, but lust for life. So very little interest in in things that normally would interest them. Um, and also cholesterol will spike often when you're perimenopausal as well because your body's trying to make more hormones, so it need, thinks it needs more cholesterol. And a lot of women end up on antidepressants and statins, which really don't help because it's a hormonal issue. So um, there's lots of natural plant hormones that can help boost your own dropping hormones. So the sage is fantastic for the hot flushes. But the plant-based hormones are very good if you're experiencing the other symptoms. Um, So don't despair. There are options, you know. And then I would say to people, if they've tried all the natural things and you're not getting a relief, just take the HRT. I mean, there is evidence that that does cause an increased risk of cancer and stroke. But if you're healthy otherwise, it's always the benefit, you know, versus the risk. There's no point spending five years of your life utterly miserable. Yeah, and as you said at the outset, it's different for every woman, isn't it? No two women are going to be the same. And you can't sort of say to somebody, oh, when you reach such and such an age, all the symptoms will disappear because it's just not the case. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I had one beautiful customer, a lovely lady in her 70s. Now, her skin was magnificent. So obviously the hormones (laughs) were doing her some good. But she was still getting the odd hot flush. Yeah. Still get a couple a week. So her oestrogen levels were still fluctuating. Um, so, you know, if you've had, um, I suppose, problems with your periods throughout your life, it might be that you'll have a worse menopause. I mean, I do see women who would be, suffer from very severe anxiety and depression and they think they're mad. They think they're going mad because they think, why? As, you know, my life is great, so why do I feel like this? I don't think enough importance is given 
to estrogen as a neurotransmitter, as one that actually helps our brains. You know, mm. it's always considered a sex hormone for the menstrual cycle, but it's never really considered for our brains. And I think there's a huge significance for women's mood when that starts dropping. Yeah, and I also have a great doctor who said, you know, he, he said too many women blame uh, everything on, oh, it's, it's, my, it's menopause. Oh, that's menopause. And he said, you know, things are getting missed because people are just blaming it all on the menopause and there might be nothing to do with the menopause. That can be true too, Patricia, I suppose. Exactly. And it's very hard to get through how you feel in a 15-minute consultation with the doctors. God love them. They are pushed to the pin of their collars trying to deal with the amount of patients in such short times. So, um, you know, I think, like, health shops are a good resource for that reason as well because sometimes, you know, somebody with a different view can come up with maybe another reason why you might be feeling the way that you're feeling. Okay, Esther says, I'm on a daily aspirin, but I'm getting a lot of heartburn. What would Annalise suggest foods to possibly avoid? Okay, so you see, that's the difficulty really is that aspirin is very rough on the system. So the reason that um, the listener is getting heartburn now is because the acid is really inflaming her whole digestive tract. So there will be some foods, probably more than others, that will exacerbate the heartburn. But the problem there is really the aspirin. So the first thing I'd suggest is she goes back to the doctor and ask for a different type of aspirin because some of them are coated all the better to prevent damage to the stomach. And then the second thing that I'd suggest maybe is taking something like slippery elm. So slippery elm is great to prevent against the side, you know, against that inflammation. It's actually from a slippery elm tree. And if you look at it in the powder and if you wet it, it goes really kind of gluey mucilagely. So the whole idea is that it coats the esophagus and the stomach with that lovely thick layer and it kind of supports and um, backs up your own stomach mucus that's supposed to protect the lining of the stomach. So it would protect from the burning of the aspirin. But in this case, really, I think it's best to go back and get the aspirin changed to one that won't be as rough on the system. Okay, Ellen has Raynard's disease and she also suffers with chillblains. Any recommendations for help, please? Yeah, so I think one of the best things is probably the um, horseradish and garlic complex that comes from Viridian. It's brilliant for circulation. So the garlic keeps the blood lovely and thin um, and the horseradish is great as well. And it's actually a fantastic, like everything natural, Patricia, has more than one benefit. So it's also a brilliant one for the immune system in the wintertime, the horseradish and garlic. Um, Garlic as well is great for thinning mucus out. Uh, of course, very strong antibacterial and antiviral properties as well. Plus, garlic actually will keep your blood lovely and thin, so it's great for anybody who's got heart problems too. So that's probably one of the best ones, I would say, for Raynaud's. With Raynaud's, what happens is that the tiny little capillaries that go to the tips of the fingers and the toes will shut down, basically, when you become cold. So the blood doesn't get out to the peripherals, and they become very, very cold and numb. You don't get the feeling. So it's all about keeping the circulation as healthy as possible. Um, another great one for circulation always as well is hawthorn. Hawthorn is really important for the health of the actual um, cells in veins and arteries and capillaries. And you can take that as a supplement or you can drink it as hawthorn tea. Um, check in your health shop as well, though, because I think with the hawthorn and garlic, it wouldn't be suitable if you were on a blood thinner. So just make sure you tell them in the health shop what medication you're on first.
Noreen in Mallow is suffering from severe hip pain. Her doctor has recommended pain relief injections. She's wondering what's Annalise's view of these pain relieving injections and would there be any natural source for pain relief? It so gets worse when she's moving. Yeah, look Patricia, those, uh, she definitely needs to get that pain relief injection. Yeah. <laughs> like a new woman afterwards. Um, you know, some of those pain relief injections are painkillers and some of them are very strong steroid injections. Um, so with the hip pain there, there's obviously wear and tear for arthritis. So especially when she's walking and doing exercise, she's getting the rubbing of bone on bone. And that's very, very painful. There is nothing natural that's going to give you the same immediate benefit as that pain injection. But what you could start considering to take is something to support your joints in general. Um, And one of the best things for joints is collagen. Um, And we spoke about collagen actually last week and I had a big run on the skin collagen, Patricia. So (laughs) we're a very vain nation, I think, Um, because I'd never seen so many people interested in a supplement. So collagen is wonderful for skin and bones and joints. It does a few different jobs and a lot of the newer joint supplements will have collagen in there um, and they can help you know prevent any further wear and tear and in some cases can help to rebuild the collagen in between joints and the cartilage so you will get some relief over that in time but that takes time for the joints to heal and rebuild so definitely I would recommend in this case the pain injections and and they do work they certainly do work okay Mick is an interesting one he has he describes his his symptoms as sneezing watery eyes and mouth ulcers it all came off came on when he gave up the drink for the month of November he's wondering could the lack of Beamish he finds the Beamish kills everything off could it be in any link with him going off the drink for the month of November and getting this watery eyes runny sneezing and and ulcers I, well, listen, I mean, they used to give the likes of Beamish and Guinness to pregnant women. Patricia, they did, they did. Uh, for the iron in it, you know, so I I, I couldn't possibly knock the, the porter <laughs> for any reason whatsoever. But um, this sounds to me like it's in a real a real allergy thing. And um, like generally runny nose and runny eyes is, is you're producing a lot of histamine. I'd suggest to him that maybe he takes an antihistamine from the pharmacy. You can get an over-the-counter one and see does that clear it up. Um it could be, like, I mean, I find that a lot of people that get sneezy at this time of the year, it tends to be down to mould. So check and see if there any damp or black mould growing in the house or in the bathroom and wipe it down either with a solution of vinegar or with a solution of bleach or something. Um, we're very, some people are highly allergic to mould and even a small bit of mould in the house can trigger that type of a, uh, of a sneeze and, and runny eyes. The fact that he's getting moist ulcers as well, I wonder has he started eating more berries? Some people, are tomatoes possibly is another one, Patricia, and strawberries particularly of the berries can often cause um, an overload of histamine in the body and you'd get the runny eyes and the runny nose and you could get the mouth ulcers as a result of that. So it may be a coincidence. Um, so I'd maybe recommend that he'd have treat himself to a few pints of the porter this weekend <laughs> and uh, go to the pharmacy and take an antihistamine and see does that do the job. <laughs> and Mick, let us know how you, how you get on. Um, poor Dennis is a 70-year-old man suffering from constipation. He's trying to get off laxatives. What would you yes, suggest? There's lots of things um, that can help, Patricia. And generally, you see, I always think with, with the alternative health, you have to figure out, OK, what's the cause? 
Why is, because we shouldn't be constipated. We should be having a bowel movement every single day. 24 hours is the ideal transit time. And if you ever wanted to check it yourself, you could eat maybe some raw beetroot or take some sweet corn. And ideally, you should be seeing it coming out the other end in about 24 hours. And that's a healthy transit time. Um, So there's a reason for constipation. And I think generally it falls into pretty much three categories. One, that maybe you're not digesting your food efficiently. So it's kind of becoming more sticky and clay-like in your colon and it's not um, passing through efficiently. So a digestive enzyme, particularly one with a bit of acid to support the digestion of protein, might solve the problem. The second reason would be that you're eating a food that, because when we think of IBS, we always think of IBS diarrhea, but actually IBS constipation is far more uh, common. And often there's a food-based source for that. So maybe it could be wheat or it might be, uh, in fact, when I do the tests, Patricia, egg is the top culprit of the food intolerances and dairy would be the second one. So maybe start noticing are you worse after eating certain foods. And then the last reason is down to medication. Either you've become constipated after taking a course of antibiotics or you're taking, like I know some, for some people, the pill, the contraceptive pill can contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, certain pain medications, um, maybe this gentleman might be on certain pain medications, can cause constipation, in which case you probably should take a natural laxative. So you're looking at things like psyllium husk, aloe vera, and uh, possibly maybe rhubarb extract is another great one. Senecot is a natural laxative as well, but it can be very, very harsh on the system. So I would go gently with something like that. But if you go into your local health shop, they'll have products that have a combination of um, rhubarb, aloe vera. Get a natural laxative. Get a natural laxative, exactly. Okay, Dan says, hi Annalise, in recent times I've started getting what I describe as a tingling sensation under the skin, just in one of my shoulders. Any idea what that might be and how do I get rid of it, says Dan. Um, I don't know what it could be, really. And I think maybe a physio might be a better um, person to ask that question of. I know sometimes I do get that kind of a tingle myself, but I know it's because I have been sitting for too long or a nerve has become trapped. And uh, if I press on that area, it'll be painful as well. So maybe something like a magnesium oil or a magnesium cream to rub in just to loosen out the muscles in case it's something to do with tense and tight muscles. Um, sometimes as well, you can kind of get a kind of a crawly feeling under your skin. Um, people would call it restless legs or twitchy legs. And that, again, magnesium is very, very good for that. So try the magnesium rub, first of all. And if that um, doesn't solve the problem, maybe go and check with um, a, a physio and see is it something that's pulling in terms of a muscle or tendon. And Sarah and Moore wants to know, are there any side effects to taking B12 supplements? You can if you really overdose. Um, but you'd want to be taking a huge, huge, you want to be taking a very high dose, Patricia, because it's water soluble. So what your body won't use, it will um, generally get rid of. But I think it's always good to give everything a break for a while. So like unless you've, your blood test has shown that you're low in B12, you shouldn't be taking a high dose for any reason. If you want to take a B complex every now and then for a bit of a boost, it is great for an energy boost. And there'll be a lower dose of B12 than that. But I know myself that when um, people are with the blood test have been shown to have a low B12, they tend to get a high dose supplement. So if you feel that you're getting, I think the worst that you might get might be tingling. You might you might get too much tingling in your fingers, mm. like a kind of a numb tingling. That can be a sign of an overdose. Very, very rare. But always, always take a break. 
from any supplement that you're on. You don't need to be taking it all year round. You don't need all to right. take it all year round. Okay, we'll leave it there, Annelise. Thank you for that. Thank Have a lovely week. Sure. We'll chat again next Monday. Annelise Drussell of the Health Hub, Times Square, Balancholic. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.